You're listening to the Brown Trout and Bridge Beers Podcast. Here we are. It's it's been a while. A long um, while. It's been a really long time. Um, you guys are all, probably all wondering what you know Ebbs and Grant have been up to. Um, I I think the Margo and Lola podcast was, was the last one, one we did because we made this agreement that I said I don't want to do any more podcasts over Zoom. Yep. And then summer came, and if any of you have families or little kids, little kids or just like to be outside you don't want to do zoom podcasts so no. we're back and we're um we've i, I don't know we want to call it a new studio yeah like an official brown trout and bridgeries podcast studio yeah um you know i'm looking looking at this bar that we're sitting at that has growing up in northern wisconsin the whiskey selection is probably 10 times better than most I don't see any Kessler, which you know is concerning, but we'll put it on the list. Um, definitely the whiskey and bourbon selection sitting in this bar right now uh, trumps any of the bars that I probably regulared uh, growing up in northern Wisconsin. Everybody's got to have a hobby. If you're not fishing, you might as well be drinking, right? Right. <laughs> you know, and I think that's that's the next thing we want to bring up. We have not been trout fishing. Um, not in a really long time. No, I, I think we... You know, I think we had, we hit the spring hatch yep. a few times. There were some really good outings, though. There was I mean, some excellent fishing the early on. Early, early BWO hatches coming out where, I mean, you could actually just grab whatever pattern you had in your box. Yeah. And just was, keep cycling yep. through. And then, uh, yeah, uh, you have a little one and... I have uh, kids in sports and baseball took over. And that was, uh, if you've ever had a kid in traveling sports or traveling (laughs) baseball, you know that uh, five nights a week and two days on the weekend is is baseball. Yeah. And before you know it, summer's mostly over. I think we kind of made the decision, you know, late spring to say, you know what? We're just going to give ourselves the summer off uh, to spend time with our families. Family time. You know, relax, get the houses ready. Matt had to get his bar finished up um, in inventory, everything. So, because he doesn't want me, doesn't want me over here drinking all of his bottles of booze so he can track it a little bit better. I would challenge you to that. (laughs) If you can drink, you can have a drink from every one. So when, when I worked at, it was called Lakeside Landing on Lake Tomahawk up in Minocqua. When I worked there, know high school early college we closed the bar and we'd sit at the bar and we'd take rubber bands and you'd shoot them at the bar back and whichever one your rubber band landed on you had to take a shot of nice oh boy we'll get some rubber bands (laughs) it's a good idea i i'm gonna aim low though i think at your your bar back i'm I, i see a lot of things up top that i don't think you should be taking shots of probably a little too expensive for whatever 
little Redbreast 12 should be sipped nicely uh, with a little bit of ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. So uh, the goal here is to get back into it, you know, as we're coming into fall, um, you know, keep talking to you guys, let you guys see what we're doing. And I think a big part of that too is let us know what you're doing. You know, keep, keep tagging Brown Trout and Bridge Bears. Let's, you know, yeah. show us, show us where, well, you don't have to tell us where you're fishing, but what are you fishing? What are you catching? You know, what have you been up to this summer? We've done, yeah. you know, no fishing. So we did some warm water fishing. We did some warm water fishing. We had a good day, uh, fishing smallmouth. Yeah. You caught a nice pike that day. Oh yeah. We, uh, what was that? The, it was for the battle of the belt. Yep. Um, that I think it was the fly angler and the, was the upper Mississippi f- yeah, we, fly tire group yeah. that Mike McDonough, Mike McDonough kind of heads off. So, um, we Matt and I the, and Jim went out on the run. I had totally wrecked my knee yeah. pushing the boat off from the launch and Matt being gray and old hurt himself before yeah. he even got in the boat. Um, didn't stretch. I needed to stretch. Yeah. I, you know, I think there's some stretching that needs to be involved. Um, but you did bring my ties. I did uh, bring for my the float. Ties. Yeah. So it helped numb the pain. It did. A uh, little bit of rain, a lot of bugs. Um, Horse slides were horrible. Yes. Yes. Oh. But I mean that, I mean, the rum river is super fun to fish. It's a good time. If yeah. you get a chance. Yeah. Check it out. Easy floating. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of, although we did put some pretty good dings in the boat. I think that was when Jim was rowing though. Probably Jim. Yeah. Um, but one, yeah. One Mai Tai and Jim and he's doing circles down the river. <laughs> and ribs. Yeah. Ribs and Mai Tais are, are definitely, listen, I mean, Fried chicken's always cold. Fried chicken's always a good way to go, but ribs and mai tais do go a long Thanks, way. Thanks, Jim. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was that fishing trip, and then I think I did a couple smallmouth trips. You did some lake fishing up lake in fishing, northern Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. But pretty pretty chill summer as far as the fishing goes. I'm not proud of it, but you know, sometimes families got to come first. Well, and, and realistically, as much as we've pounded the trout over the last you know yeah. decade. We had to give them a little time off. We did. We did. Give them, give them the summer off to grow big, you know, and um, we'll get some night fishing. Yes. Trips in the, yet this year and do some mousing. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like we're, you know, what is it? September recording today. It's a Friday. It's September 2nd. So just a reminder, you've got. Another six weeks of fishing. Another six weeks, of, six weeks of fishing. Um, and if you're Minnesota residents, just remember after that closing date. You've got the state parks, you know, down that southern region that you can go hit up um, until the season opens up again uh, back in January. So, yeah, uh, keep that in your books. Um, I need plenty to fish. Plenty of fish. We're getting that fun streamer season. So, mm-hmm. you know, check out Matt's Instagram because, you know, the super troopers, the broke necks, you know, those are those dynamite flies that you want to get out and start hawking meat yeah. and catching those big brown trouts. Three, two, one. What lessons can we learn from muskies? Important ones, grasshopper, if only we listen. And listen we do in the fall issue of Midwest Fly Magazine. In addition, we spend time chasing steelhead in in Ohio and with the Minnesota father and his daughter on a trout stream. We'll also wonder how to keep a Wisconsin boy down on the farm once he's seen Belize. 
The simple answer is you can't. All that plus stellar photography from Josh Smelter, Trinity White, McCullough Elliott, and Kyle Zempel. It's free. It's on the internet. The fall issue drops October 1st. MidwestFlyMagazine.com. Yeah. Yeah. Fall fishing. Fall fishing's there's, upon there's, us. There's two good fit. Well, I mean, hopper time's pretty fun. Is but, it springtime after after you haven't fished anything good? Right. I mean, if if midges are good to you, but but you know you get that first good blueing olive hatch where you know the water's just boiling with heads and you know and then it kind of tapers off a little bit. You get some good caddis nights in there, but then you know here coming into September. You know, you've got streamers, you know, everything's, all the brown trout are getting all juiced up for spawning. Yep. And uh, you got blueing olives coming back, and those usually come on pretty heavy here in the next couple of weeks. And um, then just the last last week of September and those extra two weeks they give us in October, just pounding banks with streamers. I think I think one of my favorite parts about the fall fishing is that you have those the fly or the trout fishermen that kind of split their time between hunting and fishing. Yeah. As soon as it comes to fall, those guys, as soon as like grouse hunting and, and bow hunting opens up, those guys move off the streams, oh, opens so up a little bit. First of September, small game opens up and you know. It's time it's, it's our time to get out there and, and really start pounding those banks. Um yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you guys are getting out too. Um, and muskies are turning up, you know, apparently that's what I've seen on the Instagram. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of muskies coming up and, and I'm sure a lot of you guys listening know that, you know, Treeland's, um, fly fishing tourney's coming up this fall. Looks like there's going to be a really good turnout again. Um, I'm sure that muskie fool crew is going to bring, bring some heat again, no, um, bring it, bring it. I even saw Doggy Daddy's coming up from Is he? Lake Geneva. He's nice. gonna he's gonna hit it up. He's Watch got that, out. He's got that new stealth craft. I think he wants a bang Just across for the, the rocks. biggest boat that's like grilling meats. Yeah, it's oh, got it's, probably the Traeger and the yeah, smoke he's, trail he's got hanging the off Traeger behind it. Going and you know the one fifty on the back cruising at about seventy <laughs> miles an hour up the river. Trolling's fine for musky fishing, yeah, right? Whatever. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, you'll you'll be fine, but. Um, I will not be a tree lens this year, but uh I'm gonna miss out on that a little bit. But I'm I'm sure the rest of you guys are gonna have a good time. And uh don't forget about that cold hard cash that you can get at tree lens. Cold hard cash. Cold yeah. hard cash. And uh bring bring some Gatorade or Pedialyte for the morning after. I I need to bring this up. The liquid IV. Liquid IV is where it's at. If you guys have not tried this yet. Um, and if you're, you know, in your thirties or forties or fifties, you want to cure the fuzzy brain in the morning after having a one too many hams, liquid IV, mm -hmm. or, you know, you could be smart and maybe drink a couple throughout the night. Drink. Yeah. I mean, water is your friend, but yeah, liquid. I've seen people add them to drinks before, you know, when you get old, like me, the liquid IV before bedtime is a great idea, but it's just like. Two more peas that you have to do throughout the night. <laughs> you so, just stumble your way yeah, to the bathroom. Yeah, so if and find you it. hold off to like the next morning, and you have a big old Yeti full of, you know, liquid IV, and get a couple of those, and you have a couple cups of coffee, and you're good to go. You can uh, sort of function the next day. That's not a. 
you know, we're not paid by liquid. IV. We're not sponsored by liquid IV. If although they, if, if they're listening, to, yeah, we and, enjoy your product. Thank and you again, I'll much. bring this up. I mean, uh, hams again, if you guys are listening, we're here, we're ready. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying one of your retro hams cans right now from the land of sky blue waters. Yeah. Reach out to us. Podcast at brown trout beers, beers.com. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, there's, you know, I kind of want to bring this up because as I haven't been fishing, I've been kind of, you know, watching the internet, seeing what's come across Instagram. And there was this big story of this fish kill. Ongoing problem. Ongoing problem. Um, and it's been known about by anglers for a while. Um, but I feel like this is one of the ones where I feel like it was publicized a little bit more. It was. Um, I think if, if we're talking about the one on the rush in Minnesota that back in July, the end of July. And, you know, it's kind of, it's a it's catch 22 for, you know, trout fishing around here. A lot of our trout streams run through agricultural land. Um, and, you know, farmers have to do what they have to do. But unfortunately this time, um, allegedly, you know, not been proven by anybody, but, you know, there was certain farmers that spread manure right before a big rain. And, you know, can you, can you predict the weather? I know the people on TV sure can't, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there was a a big rain and supposedly a bunch of uh, manure ran in the the river and killed a bunch of fish, like a lot of fish. Yeah. This, uh, we've got this article off NPR news and they're, you know, they're estimating 2,500 fish, mostly brown trout, um, along that stream. Um, so, so Rush Creek, if you're not familiar, is near Lewiston in Winona County. Um, so, I mean, they're constantly investigating, trying to figure out exactly what happened. A few of the articles I read, you know, when the DNR talks, they say, you know, if it's a, if it's a natural issue, it usually targets like a specific species, a specific size class, this kill, um, that kind of triggered off on July 23rd was across multiple species, multiple size classes, killed everything, killed everything. So, you know, mile stretch too. Right. And you know, there, there's some reports of like guys finding dead fish up in the grass, meaning, you know, the rain came down, river flooded, the fish were up in this probably manure pop, you know, polluted area and resulted in an, in, I would consider that, I mean, that's a huge fish kill. That's 2,500 fish. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and on that river stretch, they're doing on, on, you know, ongoing stocking, but I mean, some of the photos. Yeah. They're I've seen this fish that, I mean, 20 plus inch, you lost your big breeders. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. you know, these brown trout fry that they're going to put in, how many years is that going to take to actually yeah. bring that back to three, three, four years? And we're no, you know, fisheries biologists. And no. if there are any out there, Vaughn Schnuck, please, uh, please feel free to weigh in on, on your thoughts on it. But, uh, yeah, it's, and, and I've seen these happen, you know, numerous times throughout the years, you know, and it, it just, it always comes down to that, you know, the middle of summer, you know, fertilizer you know, application and yep. a big rain comes. And it's unfortunate, you know, but 
I know, I know a big thing that helps is like buffer zones, you know, where you, the farmers don't plow right up to the, you know, the edge of the stream. If they leave that, you know, four to six foot, you know, buffer of natural vegetation that, that really helps. But, you know, I think that this fish kill, well, we were talking like three or four inches or something like overnight. It was, it was yeah. a lot of rain. I don't know, you know, if, if, if any kind of buffer would, would stop that. And, and I think the biggest reason we wanted to bring this up is, you know, uh, I think a lot of us read these stories, see these stories. We're like, Oh, you know, that sucks. That might be, that might be your favorite stream, but you know, we're in this day, you know, this age right now. And I apologize. Uh, Matt's fancy ice maker is in the background. Uh, being prepared to make us old fashions here in a bit. Old fashions don't make themselves. <laughs> they don't. Um, what I was getting to is like, I want to, I want to kind of challenge everybody listening. Like this is, this is our time with the day and age where it's so easy to reach your representatives. It's easy to reach, you know, people that can help influence, Yeah. you know, reach out to your local state representative, reach out to your local TU, TU chapter yeah. and see, exactly. you know, a lot, a lot of these, you know, you know, TU chapters might have, you know, easy form letters that you can use to send out and kind of help drive that conversation yeah, to and, where we don't see as much of this in the future. And I think the conversation needs to start with, you know, okay, this sucks. What can we do to make it better? When people come in like guns ablaze and, you know, oh, you stupid farmer, this and that, you know, it, it shuts people down yeah. and it, it gets nobody anywhere. You know, it, it's it's fish. It's unfortunate. But, you know, the resource is going to rebound. You know, there, there's, you know, things in place that we can make this, you know, to like it never happened. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. But, you know, we need to look at this as, you know, OK, you need to farm. We like to fish. How can we make this work? Yeah. And, and I think a big piece of that too is yes, the, the farmers are, are um, some farmers, not all, I'm not going to blanket. Some farmers are, are the ones putting, you know, uh, manure and, and other chemicals in the grounds to help them make money. But these are also chunks of land that they have given us permission to fish on and there's some really great places to fish so we need to find that balance to work together and that's why i think going through those proper channels and working with your local tu chapter and working through your representatives instead of just going out on social media and blasting farmers like you said that's not the way to go you start attacking somebody and that wall goes up immediately fists fists start flying and next thing you know grant's got a bloody lip yeah, you don't want to piss off the farmers. They're tougher than you. Oh, way tougher. <laughs> way tougher. Um, so I'll close on that. Like, uh, you know, we don't have to dive into it, but I just kind of wanted to bring that up. Um, and Vaughn, if you're listening, call us sometime. I think I think you could probably offer some good perspective on on kind of what's happening down there. But then, too, you know, like like Grant, you know, had alluded to, if this is your your water, it sucks. But the the big benefit of living in Minnesota, Wisconsin, where we live, the driftless, is okay. So you drive over the next hill, and you've got more water to fish. Yep. You know, just it's your opportunity to go explore something new while while this fishery rebuilds itself. 
and it will. It'll it'll fix itself. And five years from now, it'll be like what fish kill, right? And I think that's kind of the cycle we've been seeing is like every few years you see these and then people move. Um, but kind of, you know, piggybacking on that, let's start those conversations. So yeah. in five years, we don't see this again. Yeah. I mean, you can't plan for everything, but when something bad happens, you need to address it and make sure it doesn't happen again. Well, in the last 10 years, we've seen horrific floods, mm-hmm. you know, in Wisconsin and in Minnesota. This is and like this the is just first a- summer I can remember in recent years that we haven't had those like huge blowout bridge washing away floods. Well, in Southern, yeah, the North Shore got, North Shore got hammered this spring. That's just, Toby. that's a whole, di- that's, that's just Toby up there. <laughs> well, Bob and I were fishing up with Aaron on Cinco de Mayo this year. Yeah. And the rivers, I mean, we we're planning on fishing upper, upper shore and we had to fish Southern shore because the rivers were blown out. And it was that week after that, those rivers finally just cranked and it took out those two big bridges at Lutzen Resort. Okay. Never mind. No, I'm just saying like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, it, it, you know, is if yeah. it's not Southern, it's going to be Northern. Yeah. And I think Northern's gotten pounded this year, but they don't have the agriculture up there. Right. So, yeah. you know, you don't see that too. So there's nothing to soak up the water. Exactly. But you they, know, you people know that you all listeners, if you're listening, I mean, the three of you out there listening right now, I, I, I do appreciate it. And, and welcome back. Um, you know, another topic, the topic I want to jump on. Our friends at Muskie Fool have actually opened yeah. a brick and mortar. And you're wondering why is Brown Tribe Bridge Beers talking about Muskie Fool? Like a real store. Real store. Um, but don't let the name fool you. They are, they're pushing warm water gear. They're pushing cold water gear. They have our favorite line of mm. fly rods. They've got yes. Winston's. They've got Bauer Reels. I'm, they have tons of, and, um, they sell Tommy's, you know, Chippewa custom rods and stuff there. Yep. Um, so, you know, if you're in the Madison area or driving through or looking for a road trip, you know, go talk to Dan and Jen, go see my Muskie Fool or Gabe or Rowan's going to be there in the shop. Yeah. And they're not, you know, Madison's not too far from all the best fishing in Wisconsin. Yes. Trout fishing anyways. Yeah, I mean, they're, like, in the heart of yeah, that there, awesome man. Driftless area down there. So, um, be sure to go check them out. And, of course, they've got the brick and mortar, but you're always still going to find all that stuff on their online store, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, again, not sponsored by muskufool.com. Um, just, we've gotten to buy know, us a case of beer, we'll take it. Yeah. We've gotten to know them over the years. Um, good people. Good people. Working hard. And and every extra fly shop that we get out there is, you know, it's a blessing. And it's really one more opportunity to go someplace and drink beer. Yep. And go fish water you've never fished before. Exactly. You know, if you're not familiar with, you know, southwestern Wisconsin, go, you know, hop on 94, hit uh, Muskie Fool, and then go fish the Driftless there. And don't let Dan fool you. The kid knows about trout spots super fishy um he does enjoy hams um i've I've seen him who doesn't i've seen him drink whiskey before so i'm sure he could be coaxed uh into sharing 
sharing some spots that you Bring might want to go to. Bring a sixer of hams, and that'll get you a lot of lot of good fishing spots. Probably the Tall Boys. I, I would I would definitely recommend the Tall Boys for that conversation, uh, just so you can get there. Uh, yeah. Um, as we get cooler in, into September, we get into tying season. Ooh, we're a couple couple months away yet. So it's time to start cranking on tying season. It's now is the time when you like, like, so like the beginning of September, first couple of weeks is when you fill all those holes in your box because you've been fishing. It, it, you should have been fishing <laughs> all summer long. Our boxes are filled. Ours are for good to go. right now. But you should have been fishing all summer long and have some open spots in your box. And especially if you don't have any of those big streamers, you know, now is the time to crank them out. But as we get closer to, um, I hate to say that nasty four-letter word, snow. Oh, Jesus. Winter. Um, we've got, you know, all the usual uh, fly tying, you know, events. That, yeah. That now drinking beer and fly tying is such a fun thing to do. And it, and if you guys didn't know, so Thorn Brothers slash the Fly Angler up in my neck of the woods, Blaine, Minnesota. Canada. Canada, you need a passport to cross over that side of 694, so make sure you have that present. Um, they so they have a new space within the big building, so they kind of moved upstairs. They've got a lot more kind of open retail space, um, and they now have this you know kind of conference room area that they're doing open tie nights in. Um, the first one was last month; I missed it. Next one coming up is Wednesday, September 21st from five to seven. And it's bring your own beverage or two open to all want to tire. Just watch. I mean, if you're looking to learn and, yeah. and talk to some fishy guys, you know, come up there and I want to say this. Everybody thinks Blaine is on the other side of the world. <laughs> it takes me 25 minutes to get anywhere except here. Right. Cause yeah, Cottage Grove is on the other side. Yeah. We're, well, we're Mexico. Whereas Blaine is Canada. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're in the metro, northern metro, especially northern metro, hit them up, come check it out. All the cool guys would be there. Even Mike McDonough might be there. And uh, he's the coolest of them all. Pretty much the coolest guy that you'll ever meet. He's no um, Eddie Rivard. Doctor. We got to have Dr. Rivard on again. We got to fish with Dr. Rivard. Uh, I don't know if I can take that many selfies. You, I've seen your selfie stick. I, I think yeah. you're going to do fine. All right, well, we'll we'll try to get Eddie out there. Eddie, you if you're the, listening, you can do the chest cam. Yeah, you know the chest cam, head cam, three sixty GoPro, three sixty GoPro. Yeah. you know, fish eye in the water. Really get that full three sixty feel. Yeah, we could have Carf come out and drown the drone. Drone, you know? drown the drone. Drown the drone. He's done that before. Seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, yeah, if any of you guys have seen the video of us shotgunning beers on a bridge. Shortly um, after that, we killed the drone that day. Well, not we, our wonderful photographer who we have like two hours in him flying that thing. I that. Turns out, if you're a drone flyer, watch out for power lines over rivers, over rivers, bodies of water in buy, general. Buy water. They'll take your drone down. But buy your stuff from BH Auto or Photo and get the production plan. Yeah. That's ultimately going to save you in the end. But, but yeah, so um, Thorn Brothers, Fly Tying. And I'm sure, um, I don't know any dates or when they're going to 
kick it up again, but I'm sure Bob Mitchell's Fly Shop is going to be there. Mend usually has their Sundays, their alt church. Alt church. Um, Italian. And from what I saw last year, they were doing, you know, kind of regular classes like yep. a month. I'm sure Mike will kick those up again. Mike is a phenomenal tire. He'll tell you he's horrible, but he's one of the best. One of the most like detailed and articulate dry flies. Yes. I've ever watched. Yep. He's good. It, it's amazing. And then, you know, Brian and the crew at Lunds. Lunds. Can't forget Lunds. I mean, they're over there in Cheddarland, but. Well, I was, so, um, Josh Meltzer and I were fishing this summer and we went through so many bass streamers, mm -hmm. like just getting piked off left and right. I was like, oh, I got to sit down and tie a bunch of these up again. He's like, go to Lund's and they sell them in kits. He's like, you save yourself 10 bucks. Everything's there. You're not guessing on materials. You're not wasting material. Everything's there. So, you know, if you guys are over in that area, I know this sounds a lot like we're just like promoting stuff, but honestly, we haven't been fishing. So. Right. But you got to plug your fly shops, man. And without the fly shops, we, we wouldn't have anything. You know? True. Who Mail order sucks. Mail order does suck. Unless you're ordering brown trout and bridge beers swag. Uh, speaking of that, uh, if you guys are interested and I'll find a photo and I'll post on Instagram. All right. We do have some keychains. They're pretty nice. I have <laughs> a couple. They're kind of swaggy. Uh, if you guys are interested in keychain, check out, um, watch on social media. We'll post those out there. I think we'll sell them for like four bucks. Send them out. Cheap. Ultimately, that's going to help support us drinking more hams. Yep. And, you know, yeah, just buy our stickers. Just buy our stickers. Sorry to sound shameless and plug ourselves, but... You need a keychain and a koozie and a bunch of stickers. Yeah, it, it's it's really that easy. Um, okay, yeah. So, Lon, I think we did we cover all the fly shops. We've got Lon's, Mend, Bob's, Flying River, but we don't we're not down there too often. But they have cool things going on. If you need like southeastern Minnesota fly fishing guides, Root River Fly Shop is your your go to place. Yeah, they're right out of Lanesboro. The yep. root runs through there. Yep. Um, we've Fish they're, that area. They're always pulling big fish out. Yeah. And that's, and honestly, it's a super fun town to like go check out and hang out in. Yep. You, I, the, there's one year that Carf and Jim and I went down there in like the winter time to fish. And the fun part is we fished from that dam or whatever that is down. Everybody knows the dam. Feet were frozen. We're like, well, let's just walk into town. So we literally walked into town in our waders and boots and fly rods, broke our fly rods in half, went into bar had these lumberjack pints of beer for like $4. Perfect. Liquid warmed up, went back. And then I think that was the day I fell in the river and dumped my camera for the first time. Yes. It is a scientifically proven fact that after several beers, you are a much better fly fisherman, fisher lady, and a horrible photographer. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's true. It's Very true. It's science. So, you know, it's true. Yep. I think there's like charts and graphs probably. and stuff that, that probably rolls that together. Um, and well, you know, as we're pimping stuff out here, Midwest fly fishing mag, um, online magazine, online magazine, um, you know, 
focusing on the Midwest. It's where you live. Um, our friend uh, Stephen Wisner uh, from Eau Claire Anglers. If you guys have listened to the tree lens debacle uh, from a few years ago, double podcast we did. Uh, Mr. Wisner joined us on that. No, no, uh, no alcohol was drank during that. Episode. None, none. Uh, they were <laughs> horribly sober. Yes. Individuals. It was, it was a super dry weekend. Um, but Stevens have been pushing that out. Um, you know, first, I think the first two have come out. I think he's doing it on a quarterly basis. So we've got a fall issue coming up and it is MidwestFlyMagazine.com. Um, check it out. Follow him on Instagram. And there's some really clever writing and it's not just Steven writing. You know, he's pulling in uh, different anglers, you know, from the region talking about stuff. And it's not like you're field and stream writing. No, it's not like, it's, oh, hey, uh, I tied on my, you know, number 16 parachute Adams and drifted it slowly past the riverbank. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's no, it, no romanticizing fly fishing. No, it's not. It's it's the real stories from real anglers doing fishing where, where we fish, where we fish. Yeah. Um, and in riding that struggle bus that we all ride on. And I can only assume that the fall episode is probably going to circle heavily on probably some musky fishing. Probably. Um, I mean, those guys, those guys do it well over there. Um, so yeah, look for that. Look for that coming out. Um, you know, go support another fellow fly angler. And Steve's been in the game for longer than I've probably been alive. Um, and he's honestly, and, and if you're ever looking to find a fly fishing guide in, you know, Western Wisconsin, Steve's a great resource to reach out to, whether it's, you know, bass or, or musky and Matt just turn on the mood lighting in the bar. Oh yeah, baby. I feel like if Lionel Richie came on right now, I would just hit the record button, turn this off all night long, all night long, easy. Like Sunday morning. Those of you that have fished with us know that Lionel Richie is usually cranking. I don't think there's a better way to get pumped up to hop in the stream, yes. especially that that January trip that we did this year when <laughs> uh, we were literally searching for open water. Yeah, you had to something to warm you up inside. Lionel Richie does that. Yeah, Lionel, you know if you're listening, uh, give us a shout. Give us a shout. I I would gladly promote your music. We'd as love our to intro. have you on, Lionel. You know, as great as the last Rebel Boys have been about letting us use their music as the intro, and by yeah. the way, they're they're back together and and I saw that traveling and out west. They, they are uh, concerting. They, we need to talk them into uh, concerting out here. Yeah, well, and I think you know, in our small plans of talking about fishing out west, yeah. possibly next fall. Get those boys on train and yes, um, we'll uh, we'll podcast with the band. Well, Ryan, you know, after we fished with them a couple falls ago, like from what I see on Instagram and just chatting with them via he's text, fishing like crazy, he's turned into a complete trout nut. Yeah, and just like all like all, and I know it's Instagram. You always post the best fish yeah. you ever have, but like it's just consistent. I'm like, those are bigger fish than we got close to. That bigger fish than we've few ever days, caught. Yeah, that few Never. days we fished with them. So yeah, so 
brown trout and bridge beers. Uh, we're going to try to um, pound out the rest of this season locally. Um, then winter time's winter time. But we got uh, the bighorn. Yep. On the books for April. Revenge, the bighorn revenge. revenge. Yeah. Because those of you who know last year, we, or was it 2021? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't this April. Yeah, it was April, April 2021, before. we got skunked. We like, got our dicks kicked in. Like, there, skunk does not describe it. Like, single digits fish for an entire week. And I fished that river at that time of year for decades and never seen it anything like this. So, I caught one fish in, how many days did we fish? Seven? Seven Six? or eight, yeah. Got one fish in seven days. So uh, we have we have some redemption. Yeah. So um, it, you know, any of you out there that have any kind of connection to meteorology, um, I would appreciate weather um, in April. Weather would be good. That doesn't do twenty degrees and eight inches of snow to fifty degrees and forty mile an hour winds and dip back down alternating days. So we're blaming the weather, not us. As a good fly fisherman does, it's not our fault. No, it's not. It's it's everything else. The flows were off. The weather was horrible. Um, I mean, that we pronghorn almost killed me. Yeah. Yep. But I still, like, I think what drove me nuts about that trip is, well, that was the first trip with my drip boat. And we're watching these guides, and these guys would... And and they know what they're looking for, and, and you would they're trying to make money. And you would see them float over a bucket, and you know that they saw a fish. Yeah. And they, being way better rowers than I am, would just in the middle of the river back row up, set it was up like a conveyor belt. Yeah. Of guides, like one would drift through, the next one would drift through, the next one, and they're all like back rowing back up. But hey. You know, and every drift they're sitting there and they're pulling fish out. And what it took us five days to figure that out. Like yeah. we're, we're slow. We're slow learners. We're a little dumb. I mean, there was no my ties involved, but I mean, no, there, there was will be next. There will be. I mean, prison Mike was there, so um, sometimes it took twenty five, thirty minutes to yeah. rig up a nymphrig. What 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 got us there was we had to wait for his parole officer every day to you know. Check them in. And well, and the service was the service was bad up in Fort Smith, so I don't think the GPS tracker on its ankle was really getting out there. Yeah, yeah, probably. But it was a, it was a horrible week of fishing. Uh, the only the only good thing was uh, running into Chet. Yes. Um, and you know, God forbid we run into him again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's Chet what, Kings Corners. Yeah, Black Label. Good cards. Um. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try to hit the bighorn uh, in April. Maybe try to get farther west in Montana. Come uh, fall time, September, October. Yep. And then just try to try to slay locally. Yeah. Well, I, I think what I'm I'm pretty excited about is you know we did that opening trip in January this year, and it was it was horrible. I mean, it was freezing cold. Yeah, it was bad. And it was iced up. But the pockets of open water we did find were amazing. There was that one pocket where I sat there and I caught, I don't know, 10 fish. 10 fish out of a space about the size of a bathtub. Yeah. 
And then it was just, it, it was one of those trips where it was super fun to have a couple buddies stand next to you. Cause you just be like, okay, my hands are cold. You just hand the rod off. Somebody else steps in, yep. pops half a dozen fish and you just keep cycling through. And finally you just all look at each other like, all right, let's go. We've got enough 10 yeah. inch trout. Um, Fishing with buddies. It's the best. I think we might've played King's Corner. Oh, we did. That weekend too. Um, we, we polished off a bottle of uh, good bourbon on old fashions. Yes. Do you remember? Oh, and Jim brought the uh, what's it, Bison Bison yeah. New York Strips. It had a name. The, he knew the name of the buffalo. Or he whatever. did. He did. And I think that meat market's out in Lake Elmo. Probably. Pretty he sure. out that way. Um, but that's what we have coming up. Um, Sorry, I, it's been so long. Yeah, leave you hanging. My my hope is is uh, we're gonna get these coming out again once a month. Um, and always reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, podcast at Brown Trout Bruce Beers. If you have any suggestions for, hey, I've got an awesome story I want to tell you. Yep. Or you want to be on the podcast? Let us know. Let us know. You got something you want us to talk about? Let us know. You have any feedback on? what we've said, or if you're a farmer and you have some opinions, mm-hmm. I doubt we have any farmers that listen to this. Yeah, maybe. I feel like they're too busy. Probably. Uh, spreading. <laughs> um, but again, uh, thanks for tuning in again. It's been fun. Yeah. But you know what? It's Friday night of Labor Day weekend and uh, time for a drink. It's, it's time for whiskey. All right. Thanks, thanks everybody. Guys.